Um, good. Hey, good. Good. So, um, Yes, and I am good. I'm like the only co-host, so they get to hear me tonight, Gabe. Only, only me. Oh. <laughs> I rule closets. Um, closets. Oh, there you so, are. Oh. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. Oh, wait a minute. Where am I? Hi. So we're still in our temporary studio. We are. We are, but we're going to be moving pretty soon. I we think it's my, the rumor I'm hearing is that um, uh, March 14th, or excuse me, not March 14th, April 14th, which brilliant, I think is next brilliant. Monday at 1 o'clock. We are making the transition. Uh-huh. So we'll be like cutting the ribbon, having the fanfare. That's you know, right. That's right. To the uh, new studio. Uh-huh. And, uh, and um, uh-huh. it'll be great. Exactly. April Fools. <laughs> no, 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 it will be great. Did anyone April Fool you this year? No, nobody did. I, but you know what? What I love about it not is... Not that she know of. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> is that... Uh, uh, but I love the fact that like uh, my uh, my boss, I found out, um, is has this huge fear of spiders. Uh-oh. Huge fear. <laughs> and, like, whatever. and the last time he told me of one of his fears, um, him and his wife, or excuse me, his wife and I kind of plotted against him. Oh, great. Um, and it so, must be a joy having you as an employee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that seems to come up a lot. Like, um, <laughs> and, um, th- well, what actually happened was that he, um, um, the last time we found out that, well, he went into um, the office of one of our um, leaders at our um, company, and what happened was that he um, walked in, and he was in this important meeting where he was going to be presenting and things like this. Oh, no. He walks in and finds out that, that the whole office is filled with clowns. Clowns everywhere on the shelves, pictures, portraits, Ooh. all these different things, and uh, and he has this huge fear of clowns. Nice. And so he started to panic and have you know kind of like breathe a little you know shallowly you know kind of thing. And and so the the coworker that was with them, his well his boss was like started running the meeting and did all these different things and he kind of like recovered and was able to do the meeting but afterwards we were like you know like what happened and he was like well I have this huge fear of clowns and we found out that as a kid um, he um, had one of those clowns that you box with and it's kind of and it and bobs it up back. and it would come back and things like this well he would go to sleep, he would go to bed and he always felt the thing was staring at him so he put the sheet over it well then the furnace would turn on and the thing would start moving so he thought it was alive and so he'd spend like you know hours awake watching this thing so it doesn't come and attack him and he just had this huge fear kind of thing so um so his wife was telling uh, telling him like oh my god i can't believe this happened to me sure enough she was out shopping and things and found one of those type of clowns, Bozo the clown that had the, the boxing wand with a sand in the mouth. That is not nice. And she calls, and I happened to be the reception in the office at the time, and she goes, Dan, sneak out of the office. I'm going to meet you at the corner. Like this. I was like, all right. So I run out like this, and I grab it, and then, um, of course, being a big guy, there are some advantages, and I throw it underneath my, you know, my uh, sweater, and I run in and things like this, and then while he's at a meeting, I start blowing it up and things like this, and then I put it sitting at his desk. <gasps> And so we're sitting there waiting and waiting and things <laughs> and, you know, waiting for him to come back and all this stuff or whatever. Well, then he calls and says, you know, it's 4.30. Um, I'm, I won't be able to get back to the office, so I'll just come in in the morning. And so we were all like, oh, my gosh. So his kids, of course, were out shopping with, with their mom. Uh-huh. And they're like, so, Dad, how was the office today? And he's like, 
fine like this and she's realizing he's hadn't been back to the office yet nice so um and so but she covered for for the whole thing um the next morning we're all sitting there and of course i'm just the receptionist just sitting and typing and he's coming in and he enters right from you know right where i was sitting kind of thing and i'm like oh hi you know and and so announces to everybody like okay be ready like this or whatever and sure enough he opens the door and his eyes just got so big sorry i got uh, so big and he steps back and then he turns to me and he says you talked to my wife yesterday didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> like this. and he goes now i understand why my kids said so dad i was work today because they I never asked it. me that i so. love it and ever since mm-hmm. you've been the one who had to clean out the coffee maker that's right how'd you know <laughs> yeah. i have to make sure i have the right coffee two sugars and a cream <laughs> <laughs> no. and um well he keeps it in his office and things and so it's actually been a going joke because one time he left um his door unlocked um, and so we had to lock it for him or whatever. So we left him a ransom note and we took the clown nice. and said, Bozo's not coming back until, you know, something or whatever, until, um, you know, beer provided to all in the office or something, <laughs> you know, something really, you know, minuscule kind of a thing or whatever. And he, of course, didn't bring it in. So then he got ri- other like random, you know, <laughs> like made of magazine clippings. Uh, or something. Exactly. I actually, we it. had, I we would, uh, um, we actually went and bought one of those clown noses that you put on your, your nose <laughs> and we said, you know, it's. And then we put it on his desk and say, it's his nose now. Just wait till, you know. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry. We did. Uh, we bought We bought. Well, we bought one of those and yarn. And so his first thing that we did, we put red yarn on his uh, on his desk and said, oh, yeah, it's hair now. But just wait. It'll be body parts nice. later. Did you ever watch Buzz of a Clown as a kid? Um, not as a kid. Um, it was before my time. Thank uh-huh. you very much. Um, but um, uh, I watched it. <laughs> I, uh, so anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh no, I never did, but I have seen it as an adult, and and it's uh, he's very interesting. I am kind of intrigued by his. I, uh, I am. I'm not afraid of clowns per se, right. but I am a little freaked out by them. And I know that uh, there are probably gay clowns listening uh-huh, uh-huh. or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, I do apologize if I've offended you, but <laughs> needless to say, yes. Well, it was very interesting. Yes, I used to do clowning when I was in high school, actually. Like. Circus arts? Uh, no, actually, it was it was. Well, I went to a Catholic um, uh, uh, grade school in high school, mm-hmm. and um, and so we did Christian clowning, where we would go and visit various people in the in various nursing homes, or and we were supposed to be silent and then allow them to, you know, be whatever we needed to. We were to be anything that they needed us to be for the time, hmm. and we'd go visit people and there were sure enough times that we'd walk into a room and they would start screaming like oh this one's afraid <laughs> I'd walk out nice <laughs> this one's a no clown uh, exactly send exactly. in the dog so I had this really weird experience this weekend I gotta tell you about uh-huh. and this only would happen in our community oh boy so um, I was at this other community event and we were talking about being vegan and vegetarian and we were kind of like okay how do you how do you eat as a vegan how do you eat as a vegetarian and how do you go out to eat and things and because we had one person um, in our group that was now on the new South Beach diet and another per- and another person who was vegan so how do we go out to eat and things like this and, and how do would we like if we had to pick a restaurant how would we do this so we're out, we're talking about all these different things or whatever, and the person who was vegan was talking about how she never, um, how, um, sorry, not the one who was vegan, but another uh, uh, another person that was with us, a fourth person, um, 
I said, oh, yeah, I would probably go vegan in a heartbeat if I didn't have, if I didn't love certain meats or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, she grew up on a farm where they would uh, raise um, animals for their family to eat. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, and she says in one time as a, as a young person, uh, she walked in on the slaughter. And oh, I said, no. oh, my And I said, oh, my gosh, I could never handle that. Uh, the, and she said, well, what do you mean? I said, just the squeal alone. I don't even have to hear the noise. Just the squeal and then the sudden stop would just freak me out. Wow. You know? And um, the person who was vegan was like saying, oh, yeah, that's what you know, you need to go do that because you need to understand where your food comes from. And the person who happened was on the South Beach diet was talking about how there's a new study that because we don't go to the river um, to get our water or we don't go out to the woods to get our to harvest our food, that we're, we are being disconnected from the food we eat and things like this, that we need to be more connected. Um, and I said, speaking about... And the, so we're supposed to go to the river now? Well, we're supposed to be more conscious of where our food comes from. Oh. And what happened was that they... Um, and I said, yeah, well, you know, I'm a little more connected. I was reminded the other day because... I was driving in my in the where I um, where I live uh, on the country, and they had the sign that said pig auction and had an arrow. Uh oh! And of course, the people that I was with were all gay, and they went, "Really? Out where you live?" And I said, <laughs> "I was like, yes, absolutely. Why would? I mean, there's like farm animals. I mean, I've been late to work because we had duck crossings. We had a mule in the middle of the road, nice. and we couldn't get around the mule. Kind of thing. I mean, I've been late to work for the. And when I call in, they love it. They're like, okay, Dan, what kind of animal was it this time? You know? And I'm like, really, I'm not making this up and and stuff. Well, sure enough, they took it a whole totally different. They, of course, you know that it being a pig auction that we would have like at uh, the Eagle or the R and R. You know, and it was just kind of like, oh no, guys, that is not what I'm not talking about. Like a leather auction or a pig auction. I'm not that kind of pig. Wah, wah. Exactly. So it was kind of funny. It was kind of like, oh my gosh, only in our community. I, I mean, I but the twink auction down the road, that was real. Right? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, so it was very interesting. And, you know, and yeah, and it just, it's, it's like only our community could figure that out. I mean, I couldn't tell that at work. They wouldn't really quite understand. It's true. You know, I couldn't, you know. Just, so, did you go to the pig auction? I did not. Oh. No, I, it was a little, I, I saw it the next day. They just missed that sign picking it up. So, it was on a Saturday. I was out on Sunday. And nice. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of very interesting, yeah, like what they would be doing and stuff. So what have well, you been up to? Oh, uh, you know, it's been a couple of beautiful days at work. I've been taking the dog for really, really long walks. Nice. And, you know, I, it occurred to me, so I walk um, just along the Huron River, right? And beautiful. A little puppy, blah, blah, blah. Aww. Cute, cute. Um, so... <laughs> it never occurred to me that people might be looking at me oddly like single gay guy <laughs> walking in the park alone. I didn't even think and of I'm that. like, wait. Because um, the I other day, people are looking at me and smiling, they're waving, and this one guy gonna give me a weird look. I'm like, oh my god, do people think I'm cruising? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not. So Absolutely. That, that's awkward. And um, Absolutely. But then a part of me was like, should I be cruising? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, walking your dog. I mean, it brings opportunities for people to be. It gives like, like if I saw somebody I liked and I and I saw their dog, I would like be, bow down to the dog, and like, oh, yeah. Kinda, well, I don't know. So I, you know, because you know? I, I take this 
It's feeling a long walk, like down the Huron River and through the Arb, and it's beautiful and all this stuff. Absolutely. And I see people like holding hands and like mostly straight people with their kids uh-huh, and enjoying uh-huh. the day. And I'm like, and those straight people kissing. Uh, oh my god. They're fine as long as you don't let them move into your neighborhood. Well, that's right. Just I've kidding, been... straight people. <laughs> I love straight people. My my parents are straight. You <laughs> that's know? right. So um, I have a few of my family. I have a few of my family. Um, uh, my grandparents. <laughs> did you just out your grandparents? <laughs> so. So, um, so, but, you know, so I just wonder, so, I, but uh, the other day I was walking in the, in the arb and uh, there's this place where there's these hills and I saw there were a bunch of gay guys that I knew sitting at the top of the hill and I'm like, why are all those gays at the top of the hill? <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, I'm like, so I talked to one of them, I'm like, why, so what's the deal with the hill? And they're like, oh, we can judge people from better vantage up here. <laughs> I'm like, queen, please. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You get a bunch of, you know, you see them walking the gate you know that's right, exactly that's right. you know um how everything moves to make sure that things are aligned properly yeah exactly but it has been beautiful so oh absolutely gorgeous outside oh my god so i'm thankful for that so so one of the things i did is i took advantage of the uh, good weather we had and mm-hmm. so i was cleaning out my van and my uh-huh, car uh-huh. and you know vacuuming and all these good things you know getting all the the salt and snow out of my van right and it's supposed to rain tomorrow great exactly uh-huh. right right and well that's usually what happens is i clean everything and then boom it, it we have the thunderstorms and everything and um <laughs> and um and i apparently missed i i mean i now i i usually i now have switched to the technology of using an ipod and and i have everything saved on my ipod and but there are certain things in my collections that i have not bought a cd for uh-huh. um and so there are certain like you know uh, cassettes that i've held on to for years kind of thing and but i haven't had anything really to play them with or whatever so I'm cleaning things out and or whatever, and I came across yesterday, and I just I totally um, is um, my bo- the bodyguard with um, <gasps> yes. What a great soundtrack! Absolutely. <laughs> so I roll the windows down and In I'm her going glory days. Yes. Ex- oh, it was beautiful, and I was just and I was playing it really loud, and I'm every woman and sing along. Did you get pulled over? Uh, no, I didn't. <sighs> no, but everybody was kind of looking, but just saw some really cool people because you could hear them, you know, see them kind of uh, moving their shoulders. Oh, hey. Head, and I'm like, ah. You know, a funny story about, have I told you about the times that I've gotten pulled over? No. Okay, so there's two times that I've been pulled over by the long arm of the law. Uh-oh. Ooh, how long? No, Sorry. Not right now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and one of them was in middle Missouri because... I'm from Missouri and I was driving across the middle of the state and I had my friends in the in the car with me and we were going through these rolling hills of the Ozarks <laughs> and um, we were listening to Celine Dion. Oh my god. Um drove, of course. drove all night, right? Do? And I get pulled over. Oh my word. Um so recently I was also pulled over. I had a bunch of friends in in the car. Yes. We had on the trip to Chicago. And they got pulled over. So I blame divas. Absolutely. I blame divas. Absolutely. There should be no drinking and driving. Wear your seatbelt. Don't play divas. That's right. <laughs> Diva don't. Okay. We're talking no Rihanna. We're talking no Mariah. Like, none of it. None of it. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So, so speaking of diva, let's take a diva break. Absolutely. Let's take a diva and break. And watch for the cops first, folks. Okay. Yeah, make and sure there's no cops around. We will be right back on the other end. Let's talk some news. Ooh. There's a lot of LGBT Oh, stuff going on. Absolutely. Huh? All right. So you listen to Clause for Clothes and WCBNF and Ann Arbor, and we will be right back. 
I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. Everybody's searching for a hero. People need someone to look up to. I never found anyone who fulfilled my needs. A lonely place to be. And so I learned to depend on me.
So I've got to tell you folks that right now um, Dan is, is twirling. <laughs> And his gown is uh, all blown off. Absolutely, I've been. Oh. Gonna turn the lights back on. Oh, where's the, the, the fan? Oh my gosh! Oh dear goodness! <laughs> oh dear goodness! So how do you how do you like that little Whitney? I love it. I love just it was it's been so much fun the last couple of days. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it has been like to turn it on and then be going cruising down the highway with this music. And, absolutely. I mean, I haven't heard her in years, and I just thought that that was lots of fun to be able to to hear her <laughs> and just be all I'm every woman and and um. Oh gosh, there was all kinds of different ones that were on there, the different titles on there. So it it was tons of fun. Well, oh yeah, uh, it's it's a great soundtrack. You I'm know, not gonna lie. Absolutely. So so there's there has been a lot of LGBT stuff in the news, and not just because we're LGBT and we pick up on that sort of thing. I right. feel like I think there's just a lot of stuff going on. Absolutely, holy moly! And in fact, one of the biggest things that's been going on this past week, I mean, is Thomas P. I mean, he has um, definitely hit the media by storm. That's and right. And so we're talking about the trans man who has decided to carry um, his 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 and his, his partner's child. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, and 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 he's been on Oprah. Apparently, there's a there's a magazine people that that uh, he's going to uh, the People magazine. I guess I should have said it the right way. The People magazine is going to be releasing an exclusive story, um, and they've been getting a lot of press. And I you know and I when I first heard it, I heard about it last a couple of weeks ago. I I didn't really think much of it. I was like, oh okay. And once again, they're going to try to do um, where a um, a, a Man born with male genitalia, and and um, that they're going to try to do something like a, like years and like a decade ago, where they were trying mm. to um, uh, make have, it sensationalist day. Exactly, yeah. like something where they they were trying to do something like some bio, biological. Um, uh, where the fetus was growing off the intestine or something like that, oh, or some some yeah. medical sign, mad scientist, sci-fi thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And and so then when they started describing this one, they're like, no, 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 this is this is really real. Of course, I would turn you know turn turn the radio up in the shower a little bit more and kind of go like, what, like what's going on with this? And when I found out it was a trans man that was having the child, I was like, oh. Okay, and I just figured it out, and I was like, "Oh, well, that well, good for them. That's fabulous. I think this is absolutely wonderful." Well, mm-hmm. you know, God bless. Hope that's all well. Well, Hope too bad not other people. Well, and then it, right? that's what's been going on is that people have all of a sudden the the radio station. I'm not saying is is all that not the one that I was listening to that uh, in the morning. All of a sudden, there has been one joke after another, and there has been like these these very anti-gay um, or anti-trans, uh, very transphobic mm. um, comments being made. And this morning, even there was a new. Uh, they now they have a song that they're playing. No, I, oh yeah, there's a song now out, and I was just like. Oh, you're kidding! Like you, you've got to be kidding. This is what's happening, um, and how the media, it, it, and it's, and to me, what's bothering me is how the, the the whole critique about how the media is treating this whole event and how the media. It, it, it takes it to the lowest denominator, mm-hmm. um, twists everything around. Straight and, and gay media, or do you think just straight media, or, or both? Well, or? to be on, well, to be honest with you, I've only been able to, to pay attention to the straight media. Mm-hmm. And when I, in fact, I was even looking through some of our gay media, I really haven't seen much about it. Well, and one of the big things was like sort of talking. So, so Thomas and his partner were on Oprah, mm-hmm. but I read about it first in the Advocate last month. Ah, okay. And so that was surprising. And then I did not know that he was going to be on Oprah, and. Um, 
you know, the thing about it, I think, is, is well, where's Glad? Thank right? you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, and that's one of the things that he said on Oprah, that there has been some folks that have, some of our um, national uh, national leaders have been supportive, um, but encouraging them to absolutely, to, to like, uh, don't, go, don't go public with this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and others who have absolutely said, absolutely not. Do not do anything about this. Do not go national with this. Do not, I mean, they really... Uh, discouraging them not just you know politely saying hey this may not be a good idea mm-hmm. but publicly or not publicly but re- but re- to bluntly telling them that no this is not a good idea mm. um and i'm now they haven't mentioned which groups those are um and so i'm kind of curious uh because i don't see any of them really making a comment um that it's like where are these folks and where are they um all the all the folks that we have that are at our disposal, that are supposed to be like our watchdog groups, that uh-huh, are supposed to be uh-huh. our leaders and how we need to react to this, I haven't really seen anything. I haven't really seen anybody really coming forward and saying, you know, that we need to take this time to support these two. We need to take this time to really come together as a community. Right. And it's really what's upsetting to me, I think, is that part of it is that there seems to be this like, this intentional movement away from the story yes. of Thomas Beatty and and his partner having this child. Yes, and I and and I say awesome for the advocate for running the story, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and um and part of it is just reading today is that. Well, wait a minute. I don't know if it's going to be awesome or not because was it a positive article or was it a, a sensational article about an advocate? An advocate. It was. It was neither. It was a news article. It was just a news article that this yeah. is what's going on. Brought the yeah. facts. It was. It. And it was not even a full page spread. It was like one page. Oh, okay. And it had a picture of him. Okay, thanks. And, and so, and. And so part of it, someone was saying that Glad was staying away from it because they didn't want this story of this pregnant trans man to be representative of the quote unquote the movement, which I think is you know once again let's throw trans people under the bus. Yes, and I think that um, you know part of it was saying like oh well, you know BD was really there to sell a book, and you know we're not really about right. that. I'm like, well, that's that's bull because yes. it's you know oh because people never go and open to sell books. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, you know, very much. And yeah. so, so it was—it's very interesting. But well, and I think that—and that's what's bothering me is that that our community isn't because what's happening is that there's a lot of um, mixture of a mixture of what's really going on. Uh-huh. I mean, is this person um, someone who is who's transsexual who is actually going through a a, um, a physical change mm-hmm. transition, or is it someone who's holding both both genders or all genders at once and and is the embodiment of of what we could be. I mean, well, and so it's my understanding from a physiological point of view that that um, he he um, interrupted his hormone treatments to become pregnant. Correct. Um, and still had viable functional ovaries, but the state of Oregon has rep- has recognized his gender um, as male marker as male. Yeah, exactly. So so 
it's about this identity question that yes. we as a community don't often have in substantive ways. Right. So the only way, you know, we've got to dumb it down for popular media is yes. like, oh, it's a pregnant dude and... Right, right. So and, and having that, like, what does that mean? And I think that what I'm having troubles with is how the media or how folks are having troubles accepting the ambiguity or that or the diversity. It's the or comfort the, with ambiguity thing, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and how folks are, are really challenged in seeing a guy come out that is pudgy in the stomach uh, you know uh, and it's kind of like well <laughs> you know I, I some I used to live in a very redneck uh, beer drinking um, you know uh, toothless uh, <laughs> you know area and we saw a lot of people I mean my neighbors were all you know the pudgy's tum- stomach I mean it was it was that beer gut you know and I thought that that was kind of one of those things where people this is not that odd this is not or it should not be this way or right? sensational exactly right. and and i think what the other thing that's interesting to me um really upsetting to me is the incredible like homophobic negative backlash from the from really the straight from straight media you know we had people saying like i won't even discuss it because it makes me sick right. and right you know um and, and that i just feel is like incredibly horrible message that right. that we're sending well people. and i want to make sure i'm also very clear that i wasn't comparing uh, Thomas to to uh, the the community I was describing, right? No, but no, no, I no. want to make sure that's really clear. But I think that that is where you're right. I think why can't we accept them, their decisions, support them, and what I mean? How wonderful! I mean, what a wonderful! T- I mean, if I was having a child, I think this would be such a wonderful time in my life of like, here I am uh-huh. bringing a new life into the world and, and a sign of hope that, you know, of uh, that this that, that this community will continue. Um, and yet they're finding all this negativity and all this angst and and I mean, and bringing this child into the to a world that I mean, should be. Welcoming because we're all. I mean, even David Letterman, late night. Yeah. You know what he said? He said he called BD an androgynous freak show. See. See, that's not. I, I don't no, find that you. acceptable at all. Absolutely. Um, Scarborough from Joe Scarborough from Scarborough Company says, "I'm not going to look at this. Tell me when it's over. I'm not looking. We don't. We don't want the facts. I can't handle the facts." See, and that tells me a lot about them. Yeah. I mean, it tells me a lot about them, of especially it, it, with their own children. Mm-hmm. You know. So what is it about their children that they that they are that they're forming. I mean, mm-hmm, what are they so mm-hmm, afraid mm-hmm. of? Like, what? How is this really going to affect them in the? And I think it's a problem with a lot of of, of people like who refuse to have important conversations that are difficult because they're afraid to feel like they're inept. Thank right? you, thank you. And the, or, or and the I tell you what, I feel inept are. all the time, and I keep talking. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and I I am a person that needs to talk it out. I mean, uh-huh. and I and there are times I'm going to have to risk that I'm going to be inept. Uh-huh. But that allows me to be human, and that I have I know I'm allowed to make mistakes. Right. I mean, one of the things that I because I watched, um, I just happened to have taped Oprah, uh, taped Oprah or this particular um episode, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and so I was looking watching it and and. One of the things is that I was a little upset with is that there wasn't any description or difference between gender identity and gender expression. There's no, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and because there is a reason why we say, 
the acceptance of gender identity and expression. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a reason why we always include that. Um, or, and I, I was a little proud that she did say something about how um, I had a little bit of an explanation of, of uh, what's the difference between gender identity and expression mm. and sexual orientation. Because Thomas did go into the fact, into how he was attracted to, to uh, men and now attracted to women. And, and Oprah said, well, is that why you're transitioning with your identity? And, he and was the like, clarification that those are different. Exactly. Right? Very, very different. And um, and I think one of the things that I found was that it was, and I'm putting my labels, so this is something that I cannot do, uh, that I shouldn't be doing for, for Thomas. Thomas should be actually, you know, saying this for himself. Um, but for me, it was more that he was, that he's more genderqueer. Where he holds that ambiguity between the um, the two sexes, if you will, mm. um, and and it, because one of the things I found is that Thomas was in his talk or in his interview, he was talking about how he just feels more comfortable looking male, wearing mm. male clothing, looking you know having the beard and mustache, having the shorter hair. Um, uh, and and when they interviewed um, his partner's children, they were like, "Well, I really wasn't surprised by this transition because they knew him by his previous identity uh -huh, first." Uh -huh. um, and they said, "Well, it was kind of a natural progression. It was like once they, you know, they're not surprised where he is today." Uh huh. And and so I just sat there, kind of like, "So what's the problem? How is this unnatural if this is if this was his growth and this is where he he came into himself?" And that um, it didn't really matter what the sexual organs were. It was more of how he expressed himself. Right. And isn't it interesting that the people whose lives are directly affected, the families, <laughs> seem to be um, or are perfectly accepting, loving, and affirming. Absolutely. And it's and once again, it, it seems to be the people at large, or yes. not even people at large, but the media and who controls the media. Right. Which is interesting because, you know, I want to talk about, after we come back from break, um, uh, Out Magazine. Yeah, just, I'm surprised by the time. I was like, oh my gosh. It's Out Magazine just released its what they call the Power 50, the most influential gay men and women in America. <gasps> oh yeah, I gotta find out. I forgot to look to see where we're at. Yeah, on I'll tell you where we're at. Okay, and, great. Um, so uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. So we'll take a quick break. You're listening to Closets Are For Close on WCBN FM Ann Arbor 88.3 and we'll be right back. Try to find me But if I don't come back Then I won't Just got harder and harder each day December is darkest In June there's the light But this empty bedroom Won't make anything right While out on the landing A friend I forgot to send home Who waits up for me So I 
I know. I it's sad. We had just a conversation with Arita, our, our fabulous engineer. An engineer. The goddess of engineering. Absolutely. Um, and we realized that we will be once again working through a plate of glass. Exactly. We'll be separated. It's and true. she just giggled. And it's like, true. It's joy. because she's like, oh, soundproofing. Exactly. I can at least turn down the volume. And, that's you right. Know. So you're asking where we landed. That's right. Oh, that's right. So oh, there's this list. Out Magazine, Power 50. Got it. Most influential gay men and women in America. We ranked numbers... 51 and 52. Duh! I know. Didn't even make the list we again. Made, I know. Man. I am disappointed. Absolutely. Goodness. I mean, we worked so hard this year to be like at least 50, 49 and 50. Uh, that's right. But, you know. You know I, oh. I, I usually like it at the bottom, but this time around, it didn't work out. <laughs> I won't even <laughs> go about the bottom and top. Absolutely. Uh, so oh. I went there. I'm going to try to come back. <laughs> um, uh, so any guesses at number one? Um, let's see here. Um, um, I am going to say Jack of Will and Grace. Uh, no, didn't make the list. Oh, man. Um, 
Let's see here. Um, oh, um, um, uh, David Hernandez. Oh, David Hernandez, our favorite American Idol stripper. <laughs> yes. No, it was actually Ellen DeGeneres. No. Yeah. So, so they Just were talking. Because she's doing better ranking than Oprah. I know, right? So, there's a couple things about this list. Firstly, okay. okay so, firstly, the cover. Who are some of the people on the list are on the cover? Uh-huh. Are four white men. Who oh, are attractive? And, and well, of course they've got the power. Two of them are not even. Of course gay. they've got the power. Oh, they're not even gay. Two of them are not even gay. You know, but they're the most them, influential gay people. There are non-gay people on the influential gay people list. <laughs> Which seems okay, backwards so to I me. just had a conversation this weekend with some friends because he this this male couple that I one of them has announced that he's a straight man. Uh huh. And so and so wait, let's rewind. So. A male couple, yes, two men, two men who are together, two has yep. an, come out as straight. One of them has come out as a straight man. So who's no longer gay? No, 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 no. He never was gay. He's a straight man who has sex with another man. Okay, and are they in a relationship? Yes, for like oh decades. Oh, yes. This is interesting because. At one part of me wants to affirm his decision because we know that attraction lies in many different axes. Absolutely. The other part of me is like, what? Well, and so that's <laughs> why I'm like, okay, so now how can these straight men on this list be the be most influential gay men? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like just like last year, what weren't you telling me earlier that it was um, Anderson, Anderson Cooper, Cooper Anderson who Cooper, is not out. Who is not out. So the, this is also the magazine who runs the story in the glass closet, right? Right. And talks about... Now that I would understand. So Anderson Cooper fell from number one to number three. Oh, who beat him out? Ellen and... Ellen and represented Barney Frank. Oh, well, all right. Um, well, and I have a so, to uh, yeah, so let's... Oh. Uh, um, and uh, Anderson Cooper is number three and Jodie Foster is number 13. But at least Jodie Foster's oh, come out. Yes. Right? At least. Some other people on the list include... So anyway, this list is incredibly white, first of all. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Yes. You're, you're so categorizing incre- them. Yes. <laughs> I, I, sorry. So they're incredibly white. Okay. Um, I'm proud to say that there's one Michigander on here. Oh, that's fantastic. John Stryker. Um, the Stryker from the Arcus Foundation from the west side of the state. It wasn't like... Because I, I can think people more influential than him. So, and he's actually number thirty-nine, and he was not on the list last year. Well, okay, okay. I mean, what about Alan Gilmore? I mean, I think he's way more influential in, in community change. Than well, well, you know, Tim Gill did make it. Tim Gill from the Gill Foundation. Okay, all right. Um, and he's pretty high up. Um, okay. But there's a lot of media moguls. Um, I Tim, think they're probably was it more like name recognition more than. So they said that that was uh, three criteria: political clout pop cultural resonance and individual wealth and current personal profile. What, what does that last one mean? I, I don't know. Okay. Like, All right. Probably who they're dating. Oh, 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 oh okay. So like, I'm so pretty the straight sure people who are like, for instance, <laughs> like, um, um, what's his name on uh, the the MC on American Idol? Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, Ryan did not Seacrest. make it, but I believe he was on the list last year, honestly. Um, but what's interesting, like this list is, just, it seems so random and arbitrary. Yeah. Like I'd like to see the 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 mathematical absolutely this one right absolutely but rosie's on there number 31 and they're saying she apparently dropped in the rankings because well she's not on tv because she's not on tv and being loud anymore right yes, exactly um, so and tom ford the designer made it tim gunn nice. the, oh, you know what now, tom ford the designer he is tom ford is he from no i'm thinking of tim 
Russ. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Tim. <laughs> I'm thinking Tim. Sorry, no. Um, and the New York Times Gay Mafia made it number twelve. The whole mafia. The whole gay mafia. Wouldn't that the... be like the top like forty? Well, so so actually, I know someone who works at the New York Times who is gay, uh-huh. who is on this gay mafia, and he was uh-huh. just sort of like, oh, well, thanks for Out Magazine for outing me so oh <laughs> so that's funny right and yes. so i don't know so this is pretty like eh, whatever wow. it's very interesting well anyway so it's very so wide it's very not trans friendly oh no trans no oh wow um, and you know the, we're gonna have to change that one so they're they're talking about like i don't know so so okay so so i need to know who we're gonna beat out who we need to beat out next year so, so who's the bottom 40 through 50 so we're gonna have to beat out Martina Navratilova. Navratilova. Oh, that's gonna be hard because I'm not good that's at tennis. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, we're needing the one athletic. She could beat us up. Absolutely. That's gonna be a with tough an arm line. behind her back and holding yeah, her left foot. Probably. Yeah. Um, we will also need to beat up. And she could beat up both of us at the same time. Probably. That's what's that problem? That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> um, Kelly Bush, who is um, George Bush's a, daughter? No. Oh. She's a uh, she's. A power lesbian. Okay. She's on the TV. Okay. Um, we'll also need to beat out. Let's see who else is on here. Let's see, I'd love to beat out Anderson. Yes. Oh, I would love that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. So have so there's. I've already changed my hair to be able to be close <laughs> to it. So so Anderson Cooper was recently a guest host on um, Live with Regis and Kelly, oh. and Kelly was doing all these Pilates moves, and he just refused to do them. And <laughs> it was hilarious. And so that night, I'm like, Anderson, why didn't you do the Pilates with Kelly? Absolutely. And then the message ran out in this tape and so absolutely. I, I had to call him back absolutely <laughs> call you me. know call so, me so anyway so mm-hmm. out 50 ridiculous absolutely anyway all right goal next year at least goal next year yeah. we've got a number 49 absolutely i mean i don't have as to be a duo maybe one. if we pool our resources if the whole new york mafia can be on there i know I mean, right the two of us could be on there there's room we'll absolutely. make room we'll make room <laughs> exactly the pie is big enough that's a, what kind of pie is it Ooh, well you know if you want american pie I don't oh know. nice <laughs> so so i saw this thing um out of santa barbara and they were talking about um the they were talking about the number of military deaths. Oh that my are gosh! LGBT. Absolutely interesting. Absolutely. So in the um, the University of California think tank um, estimated that since the the war in Iraq began, sixty four of the of servicemen uh, service members, excuse me, have died. Uh, who died were gay. Well, and you know the first person, and we've talked about this yes. before. The first person injured in the Iraq War was, was a gay, gay man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so and so the thing is, is that they did the numbers because they're um, uh, let's see here. The total number of U.S. troops who have died since the war began in 2003 um, has surpassed 4000. And according to the to the Pentagon, 98 of these are were women. Um, wow. Oh, and, oh, no, it's a whole no topic. I have another thing to talk about there. Um, <laughs> and then, um, well, I was just going to talk about sexual assault in, in the military, but mm. that's another issue. Um, and um, so the um, the Palm Center 
who followed your lead, um, formerly the center of the study of sexual minorities, minorities. in the military, yeah, exactly. right? Out of UCSB. So, uh-huh. Yeah. So why are people like you know changing their names and things like this? But anyway, so they did the statistical analysis um, using the William Institute um, at the U- UCLA School of Law, and they found that approximately 1.4 percent of active men and 9.3 percent of a- uh, active duty women are gay. Which is interesting because you know don't ask don't tell makes collecting those those numbers really hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they did their statistical analysis and they did all the, you know, like okay, so how can we do this and how do we do that? Uh, and it, and I, you're right. And the Doris Hotel really played a, uh, a part in that. Mm-hmm. And so they had actually estimated uh, and of course I can't find the highlight um but it is um but they actually broke it down to that that six um that there were um 64 uh, folks that have actually died that are that are gay um men and women um since the iraq war wow um and and it goes on to talk about how um that how the hostility that has that has happened um, over in Iraq uh, with LGBT p- people, um, that there have been folks that have been a part of the um, L- the Iraqi LGBT rights group have like disappeared. That right, so the Rainbow for Life group, right, yep. the Iraqi LGBT group, exactly. have been disappearing. And you know, I just want to say, like, you know, I have military family who have had several um, several deployments in Iraq okay. and in Afghanistan, and I respect and want our troops to come home. Um, and I think it's important that we shed light on this issue. You know, right, I think right. you know the there's the Military Readiness Enhancement Act, right? And yes. so that will repeal "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" and yes. allow gays to serve openly. Right. Um, allow gays to serve openly, just like all of our other allies in right. Ira- in, in Iraq and Afghanistan allow. Right. Um, but I don't think it's going to get through right now. No. It's an election no. year, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I found it. It was 55 men and nine women um, who have died in uniform. Wow. So, yes. And so... And, and I just that's the thing is that you know folks don't believe that we're there, and so they're saying you know don't ask the. And tell, that's fifty five and, and nine that we know about, right? Right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, statistically, um, that we oh, know. Right. Yeah, okay. they mm-hmm. didn't actually uh, confirm that these folks uh, that these were the number of people. They were just saying that. Um, I mean, statistically, they really couldn't figure it out. Uh, I mean, the, the actual number, but they were looking at all these various numbers from the School of Law at UCLA, the Palm Center. Right, and, and I mean, it, it begs the question again, like, we can we can work next to pe- straight people, we can yes. serve next to straight people in silence, yes. and then we can die in the military in yes. silence, and we can't get married. Yes, exactly, exactly. And even, I mean, there have been folks that, I mean, there have been stories that were told that I have read recently, too, that, I mean, they, they did their full service, and they go to retire, and... Um, they're allowed to retire. No, excuse me. They, they, uh, yes, they allow them to retire. Honorable but, discharge. But, uh-huh. but give them a dishonorable discharge. Uh-huh. So therefore, they can't get any of their benefits. And that's always on your record. Yes. Like that follows you. Like when it, when you fill out a resume and it says what kind of discharge, it'll say dishonorable discharge. And that, that I think it continues to punish people Absolutely. who have served. Yes. Absolutely, and one one other topic that I wanted to talk about that's been in the news. It just they just released um, this afternoon uh, on April 9th. 
2008, uh-huh. is the Detroit bans transgender discrimination, which I thought was fabulous. That's right. It, it, it's the latest city to ban discrimination on the basis of gender identity, which is great because I know that there's there's a lot of stuff going on in Detroit right now. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. With, with the politics and city council and Kwame Kilpatrick, but I think that's great. I think it's it's indicative of the great work that Triangle Foundation has has done um, yes. to get um, to get this passed. Absolutely. Absolutely. The only thing is, and this is one of the things that I tra- challenge people because I got this particular information off of um, Gay News uh, from 365gay.com, mm-hmm. is that as you read uh, the article, it's a very short article, by the way, um, and I don't. this is no reflection on Triangle or Kate Runyon, um, but it's how they've actually written the article, um, 365gay.com, and this is where I have troubles. Do you notice the part of our community, community that is not mentioned? especially in the first paragraph. Let me read it to you. Detroit has become the latest city to ban discrimination on the basis of uh, gender identity. Oh, this is... Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. City Council voted 8-1 to one to amend the city's non-discrimination um, ordinance, which already bars discrimination against lesbian and gays. Hmm. But and, I wonder if it just says sexual orientation and doesn't name are oh. you saying because it doesn't say bisexual no I'm just yes oh. that's exactly uh-huh. it is that in the media article the the um, the actual ordinance says sexual orientation gender right. identity and expression so they cover the whole gamut mm. but in the story specifically it only mentions gays lesbians and transgender folks wow or as I should really say it transgender lesbians and gays right because gays always seem to get the uh, well, going, but, but you know the other thing about the ordinance in general, though, I think you know it, this not only protects the like nine hundred forty hundred thousand residents, but but people who are coming to shop, absolutely, and who are tourists, yes. and who commute in, like absolutely. those people are protected too, and absolutely. I think that's great. So, do you think that the Creating Change Conference maybe influenced this? Um, I would like to think so. I think it does. <laughs> well, because I think they actually got to see that, you know what, it really doesn't change the people very power, much. right? Yes, exactly. That actually, that, that we do actually go shopping and we actually do spend money and we do bring resources to various communities uh-huh. and, and better the community <laughs> with the resources that we have. Uh-huh. So um, so I thought that I thought that was a really positive thing. So, so I, I was reading up on this a little more and, and the it was an eight to one vote. Yes. And the one person, um, Kwame Kenyatta, um, he voted no, um, but he claimed it was because the protections for sexual orientation were adequate enough to cover transgender individuals. No. So correct. Yes, no. I agree. Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, an ironic twist, um, and I'm reading the story um, uh, written by Sean Kosofsky, who's the director oh, of policy. Um, <laughs> ironically, but not surprisingly, the Human Rights Department showed up to oppose the amendment. Interesting, no. right? <laughs> the Detroit Human Rights Council. And who it, who will be charged with an, enforcing the human rights, you know. Um, but I, I, you know, See, they the, think and I think that it's just they're playing politics See, and, Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and that's what's so amazing is that, okay, so, and please take this the way I mean, that I'm really truly meaning it. But a podunk little town like Ypsilanti, Michigan. <laughs> if they can pass it. If the Human Rights Council goes in and says... That um, and says that we can be able to that we find that it's important enough that we do include people into this ordinance that gender identity and sexual expression is included in our ordinance in, in little town of Ypsilanti. Uh-huh. What in the world does Detroit? Well, and you know, I think that, I think that someone was saying like, well, you know, if someone comes to. Cur- 
to work and cross-dressing that could be disruptive. And, and Sean, to his credit, and I think it's great that he said this, was like, you know, it's not the cross-dressing that's disruptive. Thank you. It's the discrimination. Thank you. Because that's the, absolutely. Let's talk about the perpetrator and not talk about the well, victim slash survivor. Victim here, right? Yes, so, exactly. So, so go it, oh. put your hands up for Detroit people. So yes. Detroit, uh, in case you're just joining us, bans anti-transgender discrimination. Absolutely. And one of the things that we I... I I want to make it clear because I'm starting to become more aware of folks that are new to our community. Uh-huh. So why doesn't just sexual orientation um, cover gender identity? Well, expression I'm glad as you well? asked <laughs> because we Thank know you. that sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression, um, as well as physical sex, are four independent factors that yes. make up a, make up people and persons and who they are. So say those four again: sexual orientation, sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, and physical sex. And physical sex. Got we it. often okay. take for granted that those four things move in accord. Yes. And some would also say that the others, like you know, assigned gender. Yes. You know, so but they don't always move in accord. Right. And if we think about it, there are lots of exceptions, and the world is full of exceptions. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And I think that that's one of the things, though, especially when we have hate crimes, it's not because people know your sexual orientation. And um, in fact, we learned that at Creating Change, where two lesbians, actually um, older lesbians, actually uh, came to the uh, came to the registration table to check into the hotel. And they started talking about oh those people and how those people are are um, are are I can't believe they're coming to Detroit, and the lesbians turned to them and said excuse me you are talking about us, uh-huh. and they actually said that the, you know and so it wasn't that they were um, against sexual orientation but that they assumed because of a certain identity or a way they expressed themselves that they had a certain sexual orientation right. and I think that that's one of the things that we have a while to go in learning with people. That um, that's right. Yeah. There's a lot a ways to go because we know that yes. this was only the city of Detroit. Yes, it's not the state of Michigan. Right, it's not Wayne County. And in fact, I even was talking to somebody um, on Monday afternoon about the fact that even though Ann Arbor, Washington County is a bubble within the whole, the whole state of Michigan, that definitely the radical right is trying to pop our bubble. Well, you know what? We've got a lot of work to do yet here in Washington County. We may have a lot of of uh, folks that are have a lot of apathy and 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 really don't um, and are just sitting on our laurels right now. Well, there's a, some of our laurels are not that strong. That's right. And there's always work to be done. They're not as hardy. Ar, 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 ar. Laurel hardy. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, I don't get it. I'm joking. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was just like I was at an auction this past weekend and they were and someone said, I said, oh, you know, Lucille Ball. They went, who? Nice. And I was like, you don't know who Lucille? I know the name. That's I, right. I about freaked. So, ay ay ay. So So good. So good for Detroit. Um absolutely. And, um and let's get back to work, folks. Absolutely. Great. So, so <laughs> Yes. So I think I think we had a lot to talk about. I mean, and there unfortunately my pile is still I still have a large pile of things to go through. So we're just going to save this for next time and uh and and um uh and have a further conversation about that. So are you going to go out and, and I'm going to go to the park? Go to go for it. Absolutely. I'm going to the park with my dog, not to cruise. Thank you very much. I enjoy walking in the park alone with my dog for no other reason than he needs the exercise. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Um, but um, so so good. So let's enjoy the day. You've been listening to Closets of Clothes, and we will catch you next week. Absolutely. We will in, in the studio. In studio. Okay. Okay. See that.
Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Clothes every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbnclosets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhash, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else. Français de mathématiques que de que de 